this this uh, episode of I'll reboot on you anyway. We we have wasted space usually. <laughs> no, never. No, I never have to go through and edit out some of the awkward silences that we have. No, I never have to do that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eighty-three of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David, master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. Yeet! And Aaron, oh my goodness! <laughs> Are we not getting, like, uh, Christmas-specific Shoot. Uh, introductions? No, it's David Jingle Bell Becker, and it's no, Aaron. No, I, I absolutely <laughs> hate these. No. On. Aaron, last it's, it's, last it's, time he called you Aaron Daddy Han or something. I know, like and I uh, I got the opportunity to listen to that episode. So is that uh? Now, I still don't understand why, but because you, you you were gonna tell us what time to go to bed, and I'm like, no, I'm like, no, Daddy, stop! I don't want no, to no, 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 just stop! <laughs> oh my god! It's Christmas. Hopefully everyone's excited about Christmas. We're going to be doing a Christmas main topic, but that's it. Unless Aaron has a Christmas bad movie of the week. But that's it. Maybe, maybe. So, don't get too excited for Christmas. Santa won't bring you toys. Uh, We're moving on (laughs) to the main topic of the week. A bad Christmas movie. The worst Christmas movies we've ever seen. Uh, who wants to go first? I I can go first. Aaron's no one else is silly. taking the opportunity. So you gotta take the opportunity to talk about the bad Christmas. I I am yes. All right. What's the bad one? What's the worst? I I think you guys can probably guess because it also doubles as my least favorite movie of all time. And it's something I've talked about on here before. Mm. So, uh, just gonna give a quick shout-out to Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Part 2. Some might not even say that it's a movie, even. It's not a movie. It's, may I remind you, comprised of 40 minutes of clips from the last movie. Yeah. Too long. Some might say. That's too many clips. At that point, some might, the old one. Yeah. Some might say if half of your movie is just the previous movie, you don't have enough movie. No, no, no. Uh, okay. I mean, I figured this one was coming. It's a, it's a solid entry. Yeah. You want to you wanna pay lip service to anything that happens in this movie, Aaron, or...? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot to talk about. There's, of a, there's a lot to dissect. We can talk about the, uh, as we mentioned, there's the clips, but mm-hmm. there's also the random retconning of the voiceover <laughs> for those clips, where they're like, "Oh, this this character who was a priest in the last film, eh, he's a janitor now. Why? No reason." <laughs> What? Why did they feel the need to do that? Were they like killing a priest is too edgy? It needs to be a janitor. <laughs> See, because no, no one cares about the janitors, right, I guess. Right, right. You know, think of the priests. 
how would they feel about this murderous movie if one of them died in it? They probably wouldn't be happy about it. I, I don't think it, they'd be happy about it anyway. Well, just to be safe, I think it needs to be a janitor. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's, there's of course, the, uh, the garbage day. Segment. Oh, garbage day, of course. We, we can't forget that because it's in every episode of the show. For the most so. part. When I have time to put clips in. True. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be getting back to there. We're getting back. Good. That, yeah. that, that'd be a good idea to, yeah. you know, actually put, have, put, have the put, intro put. clips that... You know, make make this feel like a real real podcast, you know, and not I'm not, not, not lie. three 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 guys sitting in their respective living rooms and <laughs> just chatting on Skype for two hours. Hey man, hey man, that's the authenticity <laughs> of it all, all right? <laughs> Makes people feel like relaxed, and we're just in a home setting. How uh, do you, yeah, how do I, you, I got you. How do you boys feel about a Polar Express? I hate it. I I absolutely hate it. That's one that of my bad. Pick? That's one of my bad Christmas movies. Polar Express. Get out of my face. Get it out of my life. I I was totally serious when I told you that they're re-releasing it in theaters this year. Oh yeah, it's like, at, it's at why just just because I don't know. It's not even like an anniversary thing. They're just like eh, 2017 re-release. Are they like brushing up anything? No. It's it's just the film again. The same. It's just the same film. You can, we can't improve. How how are you going to improve on that film, David? Like, you you can't make Tom Hanks like look any better than he already does. Like that's that, that's what it is. They're trying to rush it out before we find out Tom Hanks is a creep, <laughs> and they're like, oh, just just put out Polar Express again. We might not be able to do this next year. Like, oh, oh, all right, all right. Let's not throw Tom Hanks under the bus. Come on now. I'm just saying, if it happens, the Polar Express is going to be out a lot of money. Not that I think... But it's already made its money. Like, this should be an argument. (laughs) Tell me why you hate this movie. (laughs) All right. So, besides the... Nature of the multiple Tom Hanks characters who look atrocious. Just, like, how did this get okayed? It's just this just dumb story. It's just like, oh, we're going to get on a train and it takes us to the North Pole and then we're going to see Santa. Santa, he is in it for a second and he gives a bell to the little boy. And do spoilers, I cry at the end spoilers. of this movie? You're, you're darn right I cry at the end of this movie. I still hate it. I hate that it <laughs> manipulates me into thinking my innocence is lost as a human. But you know what? Like, this movie does that. And that's also part of the reason. It's just like, okay, there's like two scenes that are pretty good. Everything else is really boring. At least from what I remember as a kid. I'm like, okay, I like the scene where they go down the roller coaster thing. The shoots. Yeah. That scene's cool. And then when he skis. When they ski or whatever. That scene's cool. Everything else, it's like, no. It's like the little musical number where they're handing out the plates and stuff. And I'm like, get out of here with that. I don't like Christmas cheer. Yeah, no. Lacey, Lacey, you and I have talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before. I don't know. But, like, why why is this the film that our school, that made had school field trips for this film? Like, I don't know. 
Tom what, Hanks just really what was a, it? a following, man. I don't know. <laughs> it was all Tom Hanks. <laughs> Is it some kind of cult of Tom Hanks? Yeah. For school children? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't get it either. I, I don't think I ever really thought this movie was good. <laughs> like, not even as a kid. I was like, oh, okay, all right, I see what they're doing here. But, like, no. Bad. I don't know. David, what you got? I'm going to talk about a classic Christmas movie that really isn't that good. Okay. Let's talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm, mm, mm. The, cla- the claymation. Is it claymation? Uh, I don't know. It's stop nope. motion. It's no. It's stop it's motion. Stop motion. Stop motion. That one. It sucks. I don't like it. Like, <laughs> like it's it's just super weird looking, and I, I just not a lot of good vibes coming from it. No. Like, like was Rudolph really that important? I mean, from that picture you sent me today, David, he seems pretty <laughs> important. I don't know. Um. Do, do I want to know what that means? Yeah, David. I'll, I'll send you the picture. Um, but, uh, but, uh, no, it's like they just take a song and are like, let's do a TV special about it. Same with Frosty the Snowman. Those both might have not been things until their specials, but it just still feels like a thin concept. <laughs> and, you know, like, if he was getting teased, why wouldn't Santa know that he was getting teased? Because he knows who's who, everyone naughty and everyone nice. Like, he would know. So, he like, just didn't whole- care. Big plot lines, and then he's yeah. like, "Oh crap! I actually need this kid. Let me go build him up." Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but that's but that's like who Santa is. Like he knows yeah. all the people who are getting people. bullied, and he just he, he doesn't care unless they're convenient to him. Yeah, that's that's, that's his, like, hey, that's his kid, mo. Hey kid, you're getting bullied, but as long as you don't kill those kids that are bullying you, you get a special treat on Christmas. There you go. Happy New Year. Unless unless the bullies are richer than you. Then yeah, they're gonna then get they, more presents they get anyway. Way more presents, and it's like, <laughs> dude, I'm the one who's bullied here. I'd like presents. Aaron, you get the photo. Uh, yes. You enjoy that? All right. Let's... Mm. <laughs> Wait, this is not good audio for a podcast. Aaron, yeah. your, do you have another Christmas movie that you really hate? <laughs> I don't think I do after that. <laughs> and Aaron, what's your, what's your Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> what is your Christmas movie? I just, just give me one second. Do you want me to? You want me to take it and then you, you can go after? You, you, can, you can go. You can go. <laughs> I, need, I need a little time. How do we all? Well, Aaron needs a lot of time. <laughs> How do we feel about Kirk Cameron saving Christmas? <laughs> I don't like it. I must say that's a no-go from me. When your whole movie is just Kirk Cameron and another dude sitting in a car for your whole movie just talking about how Christmas... Anyone who doesn't believe in, in Jesus and celebrates Christmas uh, deserves to go to hell, and they suck. That's not really the thing that's going to get me in the Christmas spirit. 
I'm not, I, you know, I'm not there for that. I'm not there to be like, hey, if <laughs> Christmas isn't for you, you dirty heathen. It's just like, dude, Kirk Cameron, calm down, man. And then... <laughs> I'm sorry. The left in the boat. The other thing. And then... I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm... <laughs> I think I was the one who needed the minute. Um, no. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen... Have you, have you actually seen no. Saving Christmas? No. Or are you just talking this about it bit, from what you do know? This is a bit of a cheat. I have not actually watched it. I've seen multiple clips from it, though. At one point, there's a dubstep battle where Santa kicks people's teeth in. And it's like... <laughs> Is this... That is the true me at Christmas. Is this what Kirk Cameron thinks kids like? Dubstep and violence? Because he might be right at that point. That might be the only thing he's right about in the entire thing. Um, yeah. And then it's just, uh, the guy, other guy, he starts breakdancing because he discovers the true meaning of Christmas. And... And then the movie ends. And they just but what say, is what they, is the true meaning of Christmas? Uh, probably Jesus. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I'm assuming unless they like pull something really weird and they're like, well, the true meaning is when the aliens came down and impregnated the monkeys. It's like, whoa, Kirk Cameron, you're an atheist now. When did that happen? <laughs> so that's the true meaning of Christmas, Kirk Cameron. I love you, Kirk. I love you. I don't really, but you know. You're cool. I, you look, you're a good-looking dude. I mean, that's not going to change. But you do have a thing for fear-mongering, which I'm not a fan of. So cut that out, and then maybe we can talk about a real relationship, Kirk. All right, I love you. Uh, Aaron. Yeah. You got, uh, you got another Christmas movie? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Um... But not really, because I didn't, I didn't prepare for this podcast, because I was fine. busy writing a review. But I'm going to go with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Bad. The live-action yes. version. So bad. Okay. It's unnecessary. Mm. Mm. We, we, don't, we don't need to see that. Reboot it or remake it? What? Is it already well, I mean, they, they should do it again. They should do it again. They're making a new uh, animated one. The, Why? Yeah. What are they gonna do? Sony Pictures money? Because that sounds like a Sony thing. It's no, it's it's a uh, it's Illumination. Oh, even worse! <laughs> it's like who do I want working on a movie? It's like I definitely don't want Sony, but I certainly do not want Illumination working on a movie. <laughs> like, okay, you, that's gonna suck. You're not a fan of those uh, minions? No, I'm actually not a fan of the minions. Believe it or not, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but they're pretty bad. Oh, we've talked about uh, minions on the podcast before, because I introduced you all to this minion meme that changed your life. So right. I don't know how you forgot about that, because you know, it changed right. your life, and normally people don't forget things like that. What was that? What was that life-changing thing again, Aaron? You know, honestly, it's, I don't even remember, it's but so it's still making the rounds on Facebook, so somehow, maybe, maybe, maybe it will come back to us someday. People from other countries that I am sure none of us know. <laughs> Are like re sharing it like it's a real thing, which is like good for you, man. If you find some kind of actual inspiration 
from something Aaron just came up with on the spot, then you go for it. You run with that. Aaron. Yeah, go talk about it. Talk about some Grinch, though. Yeah, but, like, the whole how do we extend this to feature length? Oh, we're going to throw in this tragic backstory where he, like, cuts himself shaving as a kid or whatever. It's, yeah, and he's in love, and he makes this super cool crown topper for the tree. Yeah. I haven't seen this yeah. in years. I don't really remember anything. <laughs> I just remember that, that specific part because I walked in on my buddy, like, into my friend's room, and he was watching it. I was like, oh, I remember how bad this movie is. And he was just laughing away. I was like, I don't think we should be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's that's the that's the standard. It's if you like this movie, you can't be friends. No friendships. Okay. Yeah. No, no friendships at all. Not just not just between the three of us and just, this this person. But you you just don't deserve friends at all. Right. They put you in like a little like a sense or sensory deprivation chamber, and they just leave yeah. you there forever. They don't give yeah. you food or anything. They're like, have fun. I think that's all I have to say about the film, is that that pretty much nailed the point, yeah, you know? Yeah, that if you like it, you deserve to die. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we didn't say that, internet. We said, David, don't deserve friends. Who you got? I mean, you kind of already took it, but I was going to say Frosty the Snowman. Hmm. But the crappy animated no. one again. Did they have a live action Frosty the Snowman? No. Jack Frost? I feel like that's... No, I feel like I feel like that's gonna be the next thing coming. A live action Frosty Snowman. No, I went got Jack Black as Frosty. <laughs> That'd be something I'd be into. It's just another song that they made into a movie, and like, why does this need to be a thing? Because the the main plot, like, we already know all the main plot points. It's in the song, and then like, once they they're done singing the song, like, what else are they gonna do with the movie? They just kind of like have a couple other lines and then. Oh, Frosty's gonna, like, there's this big thing when Frosty was gonna melt, so they sent him on, like, a train to the North Pole or something. Yeah, that's a thing that happens. Yeah, but, like... Yeah. I'm surprised that there's a train that goes straight to the North Pole. Like, I feel like I need to find this trail, this train track. Well, how else are they gonna deliver Santa's letters, you know? Genius. I mean, the mail delivery system in America just completely makes sense now. But, um... I was I would just checked to see if Frosty the Snowman was a song before it was a movie, and it was. The song came out in 1950. The cartoon came off came out in 1969. So. 19 years later, man. <laughs> they're really striking while the iron's hot on that one. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's about that's what I got going. That's all. Yeah. So, so you so you're like. You're all you. You hate all these uh, attempts to transform songs into movies. How do you, how do you feel about uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? That that is another crappy animated movie. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, I don't like I, I don't, all these all supposedly good Christmas movies. I also don't like. Like, I'm, if you look at my letterbox, there's only two Christmas movies you need to see. And that's Die Hard One, Die Hard Two. How do you feel about? Iron Man 3. See, I haven't seen Iron Man 3 in that long. Like, I totally forgot that it could be considered a Christmas. I would have to rewatch Aaron, it to get it. It's Aaron's favorite Iron Man. So, he really loves it. And Yeah. He'd say yeah. probably the best Avengers movie, 
like MCU film Iron Man three for you, right? Yeah, yeah. For your dad, Doc, I would he say agrees that. With me. What? Said, so get your dad. He agrees with me on Iron Man three. <laughs> you know what? That's one thing I'll always, I'm always, I'm, I'm always going to remember about Aaron's dad is that he re- agrees with me on Iron Man three, and that's all that matters. And and the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, and I'd say I'm better friends with him than you now because of those things. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. So, speaking of Jack Black, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good to be here. Well, I think, I think I'm gonna play on Jack Black's weight, like in the commercials, like that this girl turns into Jack Black and. She's just like, oh, I'm fat and I'm a man. I'm like, wow, Jack Black's got some great characteristics. Like, you really just got to point that out right off the bat. Fat shaming, 2017, and Jumanji. I'm not about this movie. of the movie is that she's going to learn to not be so superficial, would be my guess. (laughs) But, yeah. Presumably, but, like, you never know. Yeah. Like it, it could be like another Nine Lives situation where the characters just don't learn a lesson at the end. Yeah. Someone certainly didn't learn a lesson in that movie. Yep. Not naming any names, but... <laughs> and, uh... <coughs> I mean, I'm going to end up seeing this. Dwayne Johnson? You're telling me I'm not going to see a movie with Dwayne Johnson in it? You're lying. You're lying. Are you gonna you Are you gonna that. go see uh, Rampage? No. Yeah. Dude, that no. Pass? Oh man, I'm gonna be seeing all the Dwayne Johnson movies. I I hope I get Movie Pass for Christmas so I can just not see this movie. <laughs> just out of spite. It'd be awful. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up seeing this. I think it looks fine enough. It's gotten pretty decent reviews. Fine enough. Like, that That is why I want to see a movie. It's fine you, enough. Weren't you just, like, a few weeks ago when the reviews start coming in, weren't you saying, like, you were really surprised yeah. that this was a good movie? And I was like, yeah. I, I, I thought it was going to be alright. Yeah. And I then you were that. like, you were you were you were mocking me for thinking this was oh, gonna yeah, be a good movie, and now now you're now you're all up on the Dwayne the Rock Johnson hype train. Now listen, I still think you're a fool for thinking it looked all right from like the first trailer, but the more I see, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be goofy and dumb like a video game. All right, <laughs> like I don't know. And then the more I thought, well, it started out with me thinking this is a blight on Jumanji as a franchise. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, Jumanji doesn't really, like, hold up very well, does it? So, I don't know. It's fine. I don't like that, as far as this movie goes, I don't like that they're like, oh, now you're in the game. I liked the idea of Jumanji where the game comes into the real world. And so I'm kind of like, hmm, okay. Yeah, I get that. But you gotta shake it up if you want to make a sequel 20 years later for money. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you I'm not about this movie. I'm not gonna see it. What's the next one? <clears throat> Pitch Perfect 3. 
We're back. Oh, bitches. God. It's <laughs> the name of the of the tagline. I'd rather see Jumanji than this movie. I mean, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see this movie. Yeah. That movie pass, my dude. <laughs> why do you, Why do you do this to yourself, Lacey? All right, now listen. I saw number one before number two, and I was like, number one. That's it's usually how people watch movies. Oh is, is, is one before two. But number one, it's all right. It's got some decent moments. I like Anna Kendrick. Number two, ooh, that's a rough one. There's, it's all right in some places, I guess. They're still good singers. But then, number three, just watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, wow, did they all forget how to sing? Because this is bad. Maybe that's the point of the movie, that they're old, they're over the hill. But something tells me that's not what's going to happen in this movie. Now, Anna Kendrick is still in it. Let me make that abundantly clear to everyone from this point forward. I will be seeing it because she is in it. So. I forgot about the uh, Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick fascination that Jacob holds. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit creepy. No, like, like level one creepiness. There's, uh, there's, ten, there's ten levels. Oh, you're there's, like, oh there's ten? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, what, I thought there's what more level like five. <laughs> Wait, what? You, what level did you say I was at? David said five. Oh. Well, think about it this way: you like Star Wars? You gonna see every Star Wars movie? Yeah, but Star Wars is not a person. Is it though? Here, I will run down my points as to why Star Wars is a person. No. <laughs> no, I just like Anna Kendrick. She's a charismatic actress. Same with Dwayne Johnson. I actually think Dwayne Johnson might be my favorite actor, like male actor, because I'll see anything he's in. I don't think he's the best, but I like. Oh God, if he's he in it. he makes anything watchable. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go see Rampage in theaters. Yeah, you will. But I'm going to see it. He's gonna. I see saw Rampage. San Andreas. After I, all. I think I saw. I think I saw I think I saw Battle LA too, but I don't think he's in that one. But it, it kind of falls in the same category of all those movies because they're just yeah, movies about cities being blown. At least San Are we gonna go listing movies where cities get blown up? Because this is gonna that, be a long episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Independence Day. That's just the White House, but <laughs> Independence Day too. Independence Day 3. Oh, wait, they didn't make that. G.I. Joe 2, where they blow up all of London. How does that happen? How does no one be like, oh, we have no defense for this? I'm like, oh, that's fine. You see they're making a Hasbro uh, shared universe? Of course they are. Do you think the Bratz will be in it? Are Bratz still a thing? <laughs> Like, is that still a brand that's going now, on? Yes. Yeah, and don't you see on Twitter, like, the girls is like, I wanted to be a brat when I grow up, and, like, these girls are awkwardly and kind of creepily looking like the brat styles. And I'm like, why is this a thing? We should, like, not do this, internet. I, I, I don't... Guess, I guess you haven't, I haven't seen I haven't seen those. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. What, what was next what we were talking about? I have no... Oh, uh... <laughs> um... 
Pitch Perfect Three. We're back pitches. <laughs> yeah. That one. Mary, uh, Mary Pitch Miss Three. Uh, it looks horrible, and so forced. Yeah. Like they clearly they're did just, not. They're singing for the troops, and then they have to wear those like like camo outfits. It's like, oh wow, we're being super sensitive to the troops. I'm just gonna throw on some random camo outfits. Just be like, oh, we're part of the army. Like, eh, I don't know about this. Not about this movie. It seems very forced. And um, so we've got the cast of Anna Kendrick, so Rebel Wilson. (laughs) Haley Steinfeld, who I actually like quite a bit now. She's a good actress. And so I'm like, okay, Haley, we'll see how you do. She's not good in two. She's very bad in two. But Edge of 17, though. So... Britney Snow. Snow has extra points for being a crazy ex-girlfriend. So it's like, okay. Guess I'm going to go see it. John Lithgow's in it for some reason. Because he's in all of the bad movies this year for some reason. I don't know. Sure. DJ Khaled is going full meme. He's going to be in this one. So. That's a thing. Yeah, Ruby Rose. She was in John Wick 2 this year. She was very good in that. Too bad. She's in this now. So. Elizabeth Banks. She's not directing it this time. But. She's in it still. So. Do you see how my faith in humanity died halfway through reading off the cast list? (laughs) So. That's what we're in for this time. Man. Pitches? Pitches? I'm going to end everything with pitches tonight. Please don't. And it'll be even better because they can't explicit our podcast because I'm technically not saying anything explicit. So it's really going to be great for our viewership. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think there's a lot better options than than the route you're taking. But let's move on. The Greatest Showman. Showman. What? What? <laughs> Is anyone gonna pick up the torch and uh I didn't it? hear what you said. Yeah, you they would, they would... let... The greatest showman. Showman. Oh, you completely like what do you believe about me? What? Do it was it was like your sound, like your your there was some like static. My sound, I literally Jacob. This is what Jacob did. He's like the greatest shit. And then his mouth kept moving. Like, I don't know what this dude's trying to say. But we'll blame it on David's sound. The okay. Showman. This movie is with uh, the Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, Troy Bolton. Yeah. It looks like so. Troy Bolton's actually out of acting school. Yeah. And he has decided to drop the basketball career and move on to full-time performing. Mm-hmm. And the Wolverine, after finishing up Logan, has decided that he wants to live a life of peace and find other people who are special or, you know, quote-unquote mutants, and he wants to put them in the show. And, you know, Troy Bolton's like, you know what, I'm a performer. And then Zendaya, who is just Mary Jane yeah. from Spider-Man, 
is in it as well. That that's the movie. Aaron, do you have anything to counter that? I mean, I don't. I don't. He's not really stating opinion. He's just like that's that's the movie. There's no how am I supposed to counter that? I don't know, man. That's all. That's all you really needed to know about the movie. What do I think? What do we think for real about this movie? It what feels like one of those like oh like it's Christmas season so let's get something that families can go see on Christmas together and maybe we'll get an Oscar for a song or something even though the the songs are very generic from what they've shown in the trailers yeah. I think this movie looks... I think all the movies this week look awful, so... Very disappointing. I mean, I'll you know what, like, this. you can't compete with Star Wars, so yeah. you're just, like... And you can't compete with Ferdinand, like, that's, that's what all the people want to go see. Ferdinand the Juggernaut, they're calling it. <laughs> Star Wars in its opening week. Crazy! No one expected it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Looks like a feel-good film, so... I don't like feeling good, so I'm not going to see this movie. I like to feel good, so I might go see The Greatest Showman. Can't even say that with a straight face. Okay, uh, let's move on to the What Have We Been Watching segment of this week. I only watched a thing. I'd like to go first. Oh. I think we got to go well, are we, we got one thing. Are we doing our shared... A big show. We have to do. We have to do the five words. Yeah. Yeah. But I. That's all I watched this week. <laughs> no, so watched, give me. Uh, all right. So let's do it first. Give us brick. five words. I just want to mention brick real quick, so I can get this out of the way. Watch, uh, Gateway Cinema this week. We're talking about brick. Yeah. Now let's talk about stare because... the last GD. Go 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 see it. Give us here. Give me five words, Jacob. My five words? Describe The Last Jedi. Ooh, buddy. That's not one of my words. That's me prepping to say my words. I'm going to go with... Wow. That's good. I love... Um, beautiful. Thank you. Wow. You got yeah. Come back in two years for the rest of that sentence. No. To, to, yeah. No, that's no. the end. That was it's the end. The sentence. I just gave you a bunch of fragments. I thought that was the point. <laughs> Aaron, what are your five words? Uh, go with rose mm. and porgs mm. are everything. Mm. That's my takeaway. Dating. They're the best. I'm with you on porks, Aaron. Don't don't try and win me over. <laughs> I'm already there. Are you with me on Rose being like the best character in the entire film? N- not the best, but I loved Rose. I think she's great. I think she's great. One of the better additions to this new trilogy. Right. David. Fresh new idea. Lightsaber fight. I mean, yeah, man. Is it like a colon? Like your fresh new idea was a lightsaber fight? It's like no, the movie is just a fresh new like idea, but there's also like a cool lightsaber fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing episode four. 
fresh new idea. There is a lightsaber. Like, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I think we're all on the same page that we really liked The Last Jedi. I'll yes. be darned if it's not my number two movie of the year right now. Might I think I have a number four. Yeah. I gotta Currently. think more. I gotta think more about it. But, like, I love Lady Bird. But, my God, Star Wars is so good. It is so, so good. It is everything I didn't know I wanted from this movie. Because I didn't know I wanted this. But as soon as it happens, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I wanted all of this. Maybe not. No, no, I wanted that too. No, I just wanted all of it. So. I like a stare. <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right, Aaron, you want to. When we do our. I, I can continue because I didn't watch uh, much this week beyond The Last Jedi because it was, of course, uh, the finals again. Like we like mm. we mentioned last week, I was going to yeah. be on on it, but um, what? Did, oh, I watched Krampus. Mm. Finally, just because I was looking for a Christmas movie to watch with my family. <laughs> well, not my whole family, but like just my brothers. Yeah. So I was like, eh, okay, Krampus. And it was it was like at first it gets off to a very slow start. You're know, like, this isn't particularly funny, and it's not particularly scary. It, they're just kind of, it's, it's kind of dull. But then once you get into, like, the back half of the film, where you get, like, all of Krampus's minions coming out, and it's just, like, these practical puppet creation things, like the jack-in-the-box. Lacey, you've seen this film, right? You haven't? I, I have not, so... Oh. Well, there's this jack-in-the-box creature that is just, like, the coolest creature design ever. But... Yeah, so I really liked the second half of it when they got into more of, like, the special effects area and they leaned more into the whole, like, horror-themed holiday film aspect of it. But it definitely, it feels like it could have been trimmed a little bit because the beginning really lags. And it's not as funny as I expected, given, you know, the cast. Like, if you're going to get, like, Adam Scott and other people in your film. I expected more jokes, but... So it's not like a holiday classic, like Trick or Treat, which is from the same director. Oh. So it doesn't like, it doesn't feel as like, as definitive of a holiday movie for that respective holiday. But I liked it. It was creative. Okay. And then beyond that, I watched one other 2017 film this week. Watched uh, Beatrice at Dinner. That's right. I liked your... Uh take on that <laughs> yeah 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 it was it was uh, it was all right it's like the kind of film where you're like okay it's clearly kind of like preaching to the choir a lot and so because it's doing that it's not really doing much of the way of like making a compelling argument or like really delving into either side of the issues it's trying to explore and stuff right because it's like we figure we already know that you're going to care about this main character. So it's not like a really great film, but also I think what uh, really sells it is the performances by uh, Selma Hayek and uh, John Lithgow. Like both of them bring their A game 
and it's really fun to just like watch them bounce off one another. Yeah. So I think like they they pretty much carry the film, which is also because it's like basically just a dinner party for the whole film. It's not very like visually cinematic, right. but like their performances carry the film. I was gonna watch this one a while back, but I like read like what it was about and all that. And I'm like, ah, this sounds a lot like Complete Unknown from last year, and like Complete Unknown was fine but also didn't need to be a full-length movie. And so I was just kind of like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I think I'll be going to take a backseat on this one. So, Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It It's only like 80 minutes long, but it still feels like they don't have really enough to stretch it to the runtime. And it has a really weird ending as well. But, uh, yeah. But I, th- I thought it was fine, both because I liked the performances, and I do think that it, has like this kind of catharsis to it because that's basically what it's aiming at is like this more this 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 poor more down to earth person kind of like just having their say against this you know rich basically a stand in for a, a, a certain uh, certain political figure right. so but right, right. So there, there is the kind of nice catharsis to part of it. So it was all right. All right. And I believe that's all I watched this week. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. So I have officially watched an entire series of Game of Thrones in one semester. I've finished Game of Thrones. And now, I, th- I think of the TV show. It's been a very good TV show. It's very enjoyable to watch. High tension. It's crazy. High stakes poker. I'm glad I got on. What? They play a lot of high stakes poker in that show. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> I mean, bet my they don't really have a lot else to do. You. It's all back in the old times. Mm-hmm. No electronics. They got to play poker. Yeah. But um, I'm very glad I jumped on this bandwagon. Choo mm-hmm. choo, want to ride it? To, now I need get to know the pain of waiting till 2019 to see Game of Thrones. But right. I'll be okay. I'll be. I'll make it. I'm glad to hear it. <clears throat> it's it's gonna watched. be tough, but it is gonna be tough. I'm just gonna fill the void, which it doesn't really fill the void, but. I'm going to finish up Master of None. I've, I'm like, ha- finished season one. It's all right. And I'm in the middle of season two. So, <clears throat> what I'm... Aziz can be kind of funny, and then he can, like, kind of not be funny. And, like, the sh- I like w- what the show tries to do. Like, it's like a smart comedy. It's not just, like, slapstick, dumb humor. Like, it makes me, like, think about, like, real situations and like I could totally see myself in this situation or like some episodes I'm like oh crap about like I've actually like done this like so it's kind of like telling and kind of weird but also so it's, it's an interesting watch and I only have like five episodes left and it's really quick so I'm just gonna finish it and then wait for season but I'm just very indifferent on it like I like it but I wouldn't like even though it's 
supposed to be a comedy. I think it's more of a drama. Why are you laughing at me, Jay? I'm not laughing at you. I just, I was thinking about the next segment, and I thought of a really good, of a really good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. Keep going. It is a good show, I hear. I'm done. You ruined it. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> No. Aaron, have you seen the show? Master of None, yeah. I've watched all of it. What? Am I on the nail? Am I off the beat? Yeah. I, I don't understand these mixed metaphors. Am I on the nail? Well, yeah, Am I on the Can't you both be like on the nail and off the beat? I feel like maybe, maybe, maybe that's... Do you agree with any of my statements or no? Yeah. No, I definitely enjoy the series and I do think that it's a smarter comedy than a lot and it makes you just like kind of it's it it, it makes you think about a lot of like social issues and other Uh stuff and that's really neat because like it does it while also being really hilarious Hmm. yeah all right next segment i guess because jake just someone happens to laugh (laughs) no big deal (laughs) not just the thought of a funny no uh yeah so that's what have we been watching this week uh, I hope everyone's preparing for the storm that's about to happen in this segment in the coming weeks. <laughs> As Aaron and I battle it out to see who can watch the most 2017 movies. A storm is coming, Mr. Wayne. Something, something about you're going to wonder how you uh, lived... Uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> let's move on to <laughs> casting segment this week. Here we go. We're casting the room, my dudes. We're going through the room and we're going to recast it. And, you know, you can take this casting however you want. It could be like, oh, are we making a uh, legit remake or are we making a remake that's like it realizes it's bad so my are we remaking the, are we remaking the remake no 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 are we remaking the room we're just remaking the room all right well i'm just making sure let's start with johnny aaron you want to start like usual uh no because i didn't have time to really pick people so i'm just gonna start winging it so okay. i'll start then just like <laughs> me every week aaron is the epitome of humanity in this film. He is a good boyfriend, a good friend. He has good money, according to Claudette, who says it several times. He is a ladies' man. He has a great job. He doesn't even drink. And when he does drink, he doesn't hit his girlfriend. Even though she claims that he did. So who of everyone can really be this, this golden star? This person who we all look up to other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah. Okay. He is the epitome yeah. of humanity. Like Johnny is in the movie. Yeah. And I... I'm I don't like that cast at all, and I don't know why. And maybe it's just because you have a sick love 
relationship for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I, I just, I don't know. Just picture some of Johnny's lines and picture the Rock saying them. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> like picture the Rock doing that. Picture it's not true. I did not hit her. It's not true. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> picture the Rock doing that. And there you will find cinematic genius. Aaron, do you have one now, or David, do you have one? Uh, sh- sure, I'll, okay. I'll go. All right. Uh, so so Johnny, I don't really have great uh rationale for this. I'm gonna bank on uh Lacey to provide my rationale with an impression. Mm. If, if you'd be so willing. Okay. I want to cast Al Pacino. I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> Damn you, Bob Lisa! <laughs> you are supposed to love me, not screw me over. It's not bad. Could be better. Could be worse. It's not good. It's, not bad. it's very bad. So, <laughs> is that? I don't know what the rationale. It was just I was supposed to just give the. Did you just want to take that out the rationale? Yeah. Okay. All right, David. So, I'm, I'm thinking about the room, and this this character is an icon, and cannot be played by Al Pacino or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It needs to be played by a true comedic icon. Mm. And that, that man is Adam Sandler. And Adam us, Sandler... Can you give us an artist's uh, recreation of what that would look like? No, you guys are I, no. I, I, no, you're all you're the impersonator. Sorry, I can't see. Look, I can't even speak my like the way I normally talk. I, I can't do an impersonator. Adam Sandler. I can't do an Adam Sandler. I'm sorry. I, I'm but but the Adam bad. Sandler, he he does all these weird voices, and he's just a weird dude, mm-hmm. and he's so awkward I, I, and bad and mean. I I think he can he can fit this role. My final argument for The Rock. Picture The Rock doing his laugh in the place of all of Johnny's laughs. <laughs> like doing that. Does that not sell you on it? <laughs> yeah, but why not Adam Sandler? Why not Adam Sandler's laugh? Because it's See, not the a, thing it's is, Lacey, I was going to go with Adam Sandler as my second <laughs> pick. So I kind of got to go to David's vibe. Let's go. <laughs> right. I hate that Adam Sandler is like... A staple. <laughs> the star of every single now. film we make. I, I understand. This must be what it's like in Hollywood, actually. They're like, who do we got? I guess Adam Sandler? <laughs> like, what is he doing? I don't know. Let's put him in there. How about Lisa? Now, for Lisa, I thought, who can take horrible material and give the least amount? Can't say that. And, and care the least about it and have it come through in their performance. Natalie Portman. Think of her as Queen Amidala in Star Wars. She does not care at all. It's like, so this is how Liberty dies. <laughs> she's just like, I'm here for the paycheck and only the paycheck. And even then, she still gives a somewhat passable performance compared to Hayden Christensen. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking she could fit. 
Yeah, it's actually not a bad pick. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to come up with one now because I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I'm already gonna <laughs> side with you. <laughs> You're making me throw one in the mix. <laughs> what about a little bit of Margot Robbie? I mean, she, she's a big actress nowadays. She, she's been killing all of her performances. She's got the acting chops. So I think a true test of her acting chops is to not act at all. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm sticking with Natalie Portman. <laughs> I don't know if Aaron's <laughs> going to stay with me on that. But you got... I didn't, I, I didn't have anyone for... All right. Natalie Lisa. Portman then? Yeah. All right. Uh. Adam, Adam Sandler and Natalie Portman in the room. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> All right, Mark. Now, Mark is the all-around good guy. You know, he's like, hey, I'm just a friend. I'm just here. And he's just so sexy that Lisa just cannot help but throw herself on him. Now, who, if, it were, if they were in front of me, would I just be like, all right, dude, do you want to do this? <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Good-looking dude. Now, picture him as Poe. Not, I'm not talking ex machina. Oscar Isaac. Did not want to do that with him. But, like, I'm like, he just, he just walks into the room, and I'm like, Poe, I've only ever called one man this before in my life, but I think I'm ready to call you this right now. Daddy. And, uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I think this whole podcast has just become, how can I make those two as uncomfortable as possible? <laughs> because that's what it is. Does anyone have a, have a, a big well, fart? Well, since uh, Adam Sandler is going to be uh, Johnny, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin as, Smith? As, as, Okay. Interesting choice. Just you, you got to get that comedic duo in there. Oh, do you really mean Kevin shine, James? You know? Kevin James, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Ke- what? Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith is... He's not uh, really in stuff anymore, but all Ke- right. Oh, no, Kevin Smith is, yeah. yeah oh, I might want to go with Kevin Smith, yeah. Comic book heroes. Let's go with Kevin Smith. I'm going to stick so I don't have to admit mistakes. I'm going to go with Kevin Smith. And I'm assuming David's going to pick Keegan-Michael Key, then? <laughs> or Keegan Michael Scott, or whatever he called him. I, like I don't understand why you make fun of me because I showed you, David, when it, you on the internet. When you searched, and you're like, no, it's wrong. Like I proved it, so like that's how they wrote it. Like, all right, Aaron, what's your rationale for Kevin Smith? Uh, he just. You know, he 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 just has comedy jobs. Not really. You haven't even seen I've it never works. actually seen Kevin Smith act in anything. Now that I think of it, except for his brief cameos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he has a beard. Greg has a beard. Yeah. Wrong color, but. Yeah. It's, you can dye it. That that's that's weird. my rationale. They're Kevin both have beards. Smith looks so weird with a red beard. <laughs> like I want it now. Or strawberry blonde. I don't know. I could just picture him saying, "Keep your stupid comments in your pocket." David, 
Who you got for Mark? So, <clears throat> Mark tries to be a good friend in the movie, mm. but ends up just being a complete dick and jerk. Okay. By the by, the end of the movie, and I, I think who is one of the best jerks in Hollywood? Mm. You know who I think that is? Ooh. Daniel Tosh. Daniel, oh can't you see Daniel Tosh oh my God. stealing this yes. woman? Yes. Taking her, ruining the relationship, mm. playing mock, and just just fulfilling everything that needs to be done. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm giving it straight to Daniel Tosh. I mean, there's no, I'm just picturing him saying these lines, and it's genius, it's cinematic genius. It's just, Oh, so just close. Now, Denny. Denny's an interesting one. I had a bit of trouble. This is the one I laughed about the most. <laughs> That's what I was laughing about when I... I had one before, but I decided to settle on, from the Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons. <laughs> yeah, is that minor? <laughs> no, it's the... It's no, that's the, Sheldon. It's the tall oh, one. Oh, Sheldon. And not Jim Parsons being Jim Parsons as a different character. No, I want him to play his character from The Big Bang Theory playing Denny. <laughs> That's all I want. Is he going to knock three times before entering? Just Yeah. Well, and then also... He and you, also and likes to just he's also going to have to ask to watch him have sex. Yeah. Like... That's awkward, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just... Aaron, you have one for yep. Denny. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, I'm just picturing like, him doing the voice he does as Spider-Man. That's what but, I'm saying. Just think like Amazing Spider-Man 2, where he's very much a creep. And just, in, in, and just apply that. I just like to watch you guys. That's how he would talk. <laughs> yeah, no, Andrew Garfield, that's a good pick. David. Uh, you know, I got, I got a guy. You got a guy? Okay. I got a guy. What do you got? Um, he, I'm forgetting his name. No, you're looking him up. But <laughs> my... No, like, like, like I, I just forgot what okay. his name is. All right. All his right. name is Miles Teller. Hmm. Mm. Miles Teller came to see you knocking on the door, just be like sneaking on in. Oh That's hey, a, can I watch you guys? I'm in a I'm in a bit of a pickle here because I am uh, choosing between you guys. I think those are both good picks. I don't know. I feel like Miles my, my Teller could be a little weird. I think I've got a little weird on Andrew Garfield though, just because he looks like Danny too. And I feel like we don't even have to do makeup for him. He could just come in and we'll be like, all right, here you go. Andrew Garfield is who we're casting as Danny. And now Claudette, the horrible mother. Now, I took a bit of liberties with this one. I didn't, I was like, who's a horrible, spiteful mother? And who would I believe that they could be a horrible, spiteful mother? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this character in a different direction. 
Who do I want to see in more movies? Laura Dern. Mm. She's got that sincere voice to her, like Claudette has, like in a couple of scenes. Well, it's the Rosess came back. I definitely have breast cancer. Can't you just see Laura Dern delivering that line with conviction and power? I can. Yeah. It's my, a good choice. My argument rests. Uh, uh, so, so for my pick, mm-hmm. I, once again, didn't, did not think of one. <laughs> but, here's the thing. When we're I, remaking, I got one. Do you want me to say when we're, no. we, when we're remaking this movie, hmm. I think we need to honor the original a little bit. So I'm going to cast Tommy Wiseau as Claudette. <laughs> Why just, don't you just love Johnny? He good to you. He gives you lots of money. <laughs> you know, you just got, you just gotta have that little bit in there to just honor what came before, hmm. you know, and just and just keep Tommy Wiseau working because we we don't know where he gets his money from. Maybe he's actually poor, you know. I don't know. And maybe, when he pays, maybe he needs work. When the room had a budget of six million dollars, it's like. <laughs> That came from somewhere, right? <laughs> like, we don't know where. He says he sold coats. And then doesn't elaborate on it. <laughs> like, something happened there. I don't know. A man like that, Denny. Why are you in drugs? <laughs> what kind of drugs, <laughs> Denny? What if, we just, what if we just have Tommy Wiseau play every part? Because, oh like, he knows he wants to. Yeah. I think he has the acting chops <laughs> dude, to do so a, as well. Dude, you guys, he has a new movie coming out next year. Bad yeah, uh, with, with Greg. With Greg, yeah, with Greg. It's, I... Also, he's 62, and I would never have guessed he's that old. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah, but he's also an immortal vampire, so... Yeah. There's something so oddly inspiring about Tommy Wiseau. As, like, a figure where it's just, like, he doesn't even care that he made one of the worst movies ever. He just kind of, like, relishes in it. I'm sure it probably hurt at first, but now he's just, like, whatever. So. David, who's your pick? You know, know who just always brings something to a film? Who? Betty White. Betty White, you always love to see her. Like, oh, it's Betty White. Like, no matter what role she plays, she can play the mean grandma, the mean mom. She could be the happy. She could play the funny one. Like, she's played them all. She's so old. She's played them all. You know what? Betty White's still kicking. She still needs to be working. I, I need as much screen time as possible that Betty White can give. Mm. Betty White all around. Can you see Betty White just be like, well, I got breast cancer and. <laughs> You know, Johnny's Stop. a You're good guy. Come true. Stop, David. <laughs> like, why are you saying this? <laughs> She's old, David. She's old. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Laura Dern, though. I mean, it's it's good pick. I love Laura Dern. Like that video of her talking to BB-8. It melts me, man. It just melts me, and I don't know. I don't know. Who are we taking to direct this pick? 
sure. Motion. Are you going first? Oh, I'm going first, yeah. <clears throat> Mine was based on a lot of the cast that I had in here, and now that they're not here, this might not make as much sense. But I'm still gonna... Alright. No, I can't. I gotta think of someone else. <laughs> That's all my all of my reasoning I, was there. I, I got one. Okay. Uh... Alright, I gotta think of another one. So, so you know, we're, what we're doing here is we need to make this film mm. with just, like, a huge cast of interesting characters. All with, like, their unique stories and unique personalities and stuff. And we gotta have these the, the, someone with, like, an ear for dialogue, you know? Because mm. the room just has, like, some of the best dialogue ever written. Perfect dialogue. So what you gotta do to direct, you gotta get Quentin Tarantino. There would be a lot more F-bombs in the movie. <laughs> He's like, all right, there's not enough. We need more. Come on. <laughs> Come on, people. we got to meet a quota. Are we going to throw racial slurs in? We're going to throw racial slurs in. Here we go. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Quentin, no. Okay. I'm going to one-up you and say, who's even better at dialogue? Maybe not better. Who is also really great at dialogue, but more of the room-style dialogue? Richard Linklater. <laughs> Let's get him in here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's get him in here to be like, he'll give it the before trilogy treatment, but he'll just do it for the room. <laughs> and it'll be, it'll make it even more artsy. He'll be like, we're never leaving the room. The, the camera's going to be in the room the whole time. We just see, it's going to be a play. He's just going to make it a play. He's that much of a visionary. <laughs> he like realizes cinema's dead. Broadway's where it's at. That's what we're doing. So. Wild. David. <laughs> what do you got? I want... Can I just still have Zach Efron? Just direct it? Direct this movie? Sure. I mean, I would love, not, not Zach Efron. Uh, James Franco? No. Seth Rogen, jeez, oh, I'm okay. tired. Can I just get? Come on, he looks like he's doing an okay job in the disaster art. Like, like let's just throw him in. Like, let's throw him in again. Just mm. throw him in. Let's get Seth Rogen. He's funny. He can get real. Probably spoke a lot of weed throughout the directing. You just gotta do it. Throw Seth Rogen in there. Let the man work. Okay. Well, yeah. does anyone wanna <laughs> move? I guess I'll I'll go with uh, Quentin Tarantino then. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Or alternatively, you think about the dialogue. You think about the unnecessary green screening. We could go with George Lucas. Oh, he'll be backup. It'll be a collab between the two. <laughs> so our. Our room remake is Adam Sandler as Johnny, Natalie Portman as Lisa, Daniel Tosh as Mark, Andrew Garfield as Denny, and Laura Dern as Claudette, with Quentin Tarantino to direct, and George Lucas to guide his hand. Like the Force ghost, I'm assuming George Lucas is... 
That's the segment this week. <laughs> I don't know, man. I sometimes I just feel beaten down when we're done with these, and I don't know why. It's really weird. <laughs> it's like what? What's happening? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Aaron, the bad yes. movie king. Some might even call you. Ooh, ooh. I think I just found your title. Oh, okay. Sure. Move on. If you say so. That was organic. Yeah. That was an organic Jacob finding something out. Nice. But yeah. that's what it sounds like? Yep. Every time. But what's your bad move? It... <laughs> okay. Well, uh, once again, I wasn't very prepared for this week, so I didn't have a pick. But unless at the beginning of the podcast suggested, maybe we need a holiday-themed bad movie. So I've already gone to this well once because hmm. we talked about silent night deadly night part two in this segment right well there's a lot of parts to this franchise some might say too so many. let me take you some might say too many some might say five too many yeah F- actually there's a there's also a remake of the first one so some might say six too many okay but let me tell you a little about silent night <laughs> Deadly Night Part 4, Initiation. Tell me about it. Now, this was a film that I actually covered on the night X came home mm-hmm. this past year. Yes. Under the title, The Night Spaghetti Sculpting Bug Birthing Feminists Came Home. And yes. that tells you a lot already yeah. about this film. This was uh, one of my favorites of your your project. This is uh, you. You had a lot to work with this time. <laughs> I, I did. So yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Four. It's about uh, it's about feminism this time. Sure. Because we we open, and there's just like this homeless guy. He's looking for a cheeseburger. That's that, that's how you open your film. Because mm-hmm. because why not? And then he just looks up on the roof, and someone's legs are exploding, and they fall off the roof and die. That, that's, his own, that's an opening. Yeah, per usual. I mean, I've, I can't even count the amount of times that's happened to me in real life, so. Yeah, it's, it's like practically an infomercial at that point. It's like, how many times has this happened to you? You're, you're looking <laughs> on the ground for a cheeseburger, and then you look up on a roof, and then someone's legs are exploding. Yeah. It's, it's just a nice, relatable way to, like... And so festive. It's very Christmassy and gets you in the holiday spirit. That's true. So then we meet our main characters. We have we have we have Kim is our main character, and her boyfriend Hank. And Kim, and they both work at the same newspaper. But since uh, Hank is a man and Kim is a woman, Hank gets to do reporting stuff, and Kim just works in classifieds. Because you know that's it's just the world of newspapers. Right. But. But Kim doesn't like this. Understandably, you know? Like, she deserves better. She's a good reporter. She is. As, so she goes out to investigate the story on her own. And while there, she's just, like, she's hanging out in front of this building where the woman fell off in the beginning. And she meets, like, this old Chinese man. And this old Chinese man just, like, gives her some peanuts to eat. And she's like, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll eat your peanuts, old Chinese man. That's, that's the thing. And then she goes into the bookstore, and she meets she meets this uh, woman named Fema, and Fema gives her a book, 
Because she she comes into she comes into the the bookstore, and and she's just like, hey, do you have any books on spontaneous combustion? And Fima is like, does this have anything to do with that woman who spontaneously combusted? That that's a that's the that's an exchange. I'm glad we got that settled. We did. But she gives, but Fima also gives you this book, The Spiral, symbol of a woman's power. Mm-hmm. Now, why is The Spiral the symbol of a woman's power? Who knows? But we do know that when you're a woman, your spaghetti will sculpt itself into the shape of a spiral because that's the symbol of your power. And that's just a thing. But you can't eat your spaghetti because there's giant bugs crawling out of your sink when you go home, and the and the giant bugs just invade your uh, invade your apartment. Mm-hmm. It's, that, that that that's also part of feminism. Again, how many times has this happened to you? <laughs> Too many. I'm scared to go home. <laughs> okay, all right. So the spaghetti so and at the, bugs. At, at this point in the movie, you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with Christmas? Why are we talking about this on the Christmas episode of the podcast? Well, then we had the brief scene. Kim goes to uh, Hank's house for Christmas. And then, but Kim is Jewish, so she doesn't actually celebrate Christmas. She celebrates Hanukkah. And then, her da- and then Hank's dad is just like, well, you, you, you can't do that. They're, 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 not, the, they're, they're not equal. You, you gotta you got celebrate Christmas. So, you know, the, the war on Christmas, it, it's real, you guys. It is real. And Kirk Cameron is trying to save it. He's doing his darndest. He's, he's trying, but not enough, because we have to, have, we have to go through this uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night movie with someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas. So, you know, Gross. we kind of lost the war back when this movie came out, when which I don't even know when it came out, like 87 or something. Oh, my God. We we lost it all the way back then. Yep, it's been so long. It was before I was even born. So Kim goes to vi- visit FEMA at like this picnic, and then she she's just like, "Hey, do you want to worship the insect god Lilith?" And Kim's like, "Well, no, not particularly. That's not a great sales pitch." But then they go back to FEMA's apartment, and and FEMA drops some like drugs in Kim's coffee. And drugs her. And so while she's asleep, they do this uh, ritual. And they, like, draw a spiral on her stomach. And, like, this bug comes out of it. And then they, like, kill the bug and, right. you know, bathe the bathe Kim in uh, the guts of her bug child. Wild. It's a Christmas movie. Hashtag Prometheus stole this. <laughs> okay. Hashtag, hashtag? So Kim goes back to her apartment. And she meets up with Hank, and the two of them just start having sex because she's she just is out of her mind at this point. But also, that's never explained, so she's just doing things, mm. doing odd things like shoving things down the toilet and stuff. Yeah, they're never gonna explain it. No, why would they? That's not how movies work. So then this this man comes in, Ricky. And this is Ricky Caldwell. But is it the same Ricky Caldwell from Silent I Didn't Like Part Two? I don't know. We, I can't tell because when he sits down on the bed, he turns on the TV and starts watching 
Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 3, on the TV. While in the movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 4. That's a, that's that's the continuity. That is kind of, yeah. It's canon. almost like a Halloween. They're trying to make it like Halloween, you know? Like yeah, like, ha- like in village. Halloween 3, they watch Halloween on the TV. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's like a secret sequel to <laughs> Halloween 3, and that's why the bugs are there. It's just, it's, it's just self-aware. It's, 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 <laughs> dude, this movie's working on a different level that you haven't even heard of yet, all right? <laughs> you have to... So, <laughs> so Hank is killed, Kim ends up getting, like, kidnapped, and then... They, like, put her in, like, this, like, this meat locker, and then, like, they perform this weird ritual on her, where they, like, cover her in more slime and stuff, and then she wakes up, and, like, her legs are, like, twisted together as, like, a fishtail, and her hand, her fingers become rubbery and start melting together. Gross. It's a Christmas movie. Merry Christmas. And then uh, she wakes up, and the the uh, the Chinese man that she ate the nuts from before yeah. lets her out of the meat locker because he's 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 a feminist too, you know. Yeah. Hasht- you, you know, hashtag men can be feminists too, hashtag as long as they also worship the insect god Lilith. It's a long hashtag, but that's what the two hundred and eighty characters are for. Yeah, they you know. they they made it just for that. <laughs> So so now Kim finds out that she's been initiated into the the cult of of, of feminism apparently because there's there's no other title they give this cult. No. So she now realizes that if she does not sacrifice a man, then she's going to her legs are going to explode, like the person from the beginning. So she kidnaps Hank's younger brother, and takes him to this roof, where all the feminists are at. Of course. And then they're like, okay, you gotta stab him now. And she's like, no, I'm not gonna stab him. And then her hands start melting together again, and then they burst into fire, but she just plunges them into the stomach of FEMA. And then FEMA bursts into flames and falls off the roof. And then, uh, yeah, and then they walk away, and they have a Merry Christmas. Some real epic I d- I don't... proportion of storytelling here, honestly. You know, this this film is just wow. it, it's it's working on so many levels, you know? Like it, it at first you're like, oh, it, it's it's a feminist film because we're following this great journalist character who's unrecognized simply because she's a woman. And then you get into the film more, and then you're like, oh wait, feminism is just about uh, sacrificing men to appease the bug gods so that women can eat sculpted spaghetti. So, you know, it's just, it, it's a nice kind of, like, subversion of our expectations, <laughs> you know? I mean, who doesn't like spaghetti? Real. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> as soon as you got to it's a great subversion, it's where I was like, nope, can't do it. Oh my god. Yeah. So what what does this have to do with the rest of the franchise? 
What does this have to do with Christmas? What does this have to do with Hanukkah, not. even? I don't know. How I, many times has this happened to you, though, Aaron? <laughs> I think that's what we need to leave the audience with this week in this segment. How yeah. many times? If this has happened to you, you might be a feminist. That's that's I, how you that's how you tell. I hate the eighties. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on, moving over to the Fault in Your Stars. This is, of course, the segment where we go on to Flix where we find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We throw it out there. We uh, take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is, and then we say, hey, you guys, you over there, hello, yeah, you, try and guess what this movie is. And they're usually like, I don't know you, but then we're going to play anyway. So David, what do you got for us this week? A five-star movie. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Aaron? Yes. So, this actor is a terrible actor, and he has the same sense of humor in every movie, and he's unoriginal, unoriginal and looks gross. Another actor, so like actor number two, made yeah. this movie, and it was hilarious. I would watch this again, no problem. Actor number two is a great comedian, and his acting is terrific. The movie was funny from start to finish. Ready for uh, review two? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. I have no clue. Um, this movie is hilarious. It's four stars. This movie is hilarious and somewhat entertaining. This is not the best movie that this actor has been in. Still, it does have a good plot. I would suggest this movie. Oh, okay. Uh... Best comedy of 2015. Oh, 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 we have we have a year, everybody. <laughs> um, 2015 comedies. Right. 2015 feels like so long ago. Yeah. And it was two years ago. <laughs> almost three now. <laughs> yeah. We're almost three. Wow. Um. Aaron, is, I'm gonna let you take. Is that it. all we're getting? Uh, no, I, I'll give you another one. Okay. All right. Uh, four stars. I love this movie. Yes, the movie's predictable. Yes, it's silly and pretty unrealistic in parts. But darn it, the chemistry between these two actors rocked. Actor one has turned into a really nice comedic talent and has good acting chops on the big screen. Actor two is actor two and he does what he usually does, which makes us laugh very hard. And then the rest of this review basically like Explains the entire movie, which... I have a 2015 comedy that I think it might be. Go for it. Is it Get Hard? Ding, ding, ding! Am I right? Farrell gets sentenced to 10 years in prison and recruits Hart to train him so he will be able to survive in prison. What ensues is this absolute hilarity as the circumstances they come upon is laugh-out-loud fun. Nice cameos from Craig T. Nelson and T.I. make this awesome guilty pleasure film. Also, there are... are so there are so and any funny moments here. I was huh. like, I kept thinking, all right. all right, what movie was The Rock in in 2015? And I'm like, was it a Rock and Kevin Hart? And I'm like, no, Kevin Hart. What was Kevin Hart in in 2015? The <laughs> Get Hard. Like, I got there in a weird, like yeah. weird way, but roundaboutish way. 
Guys, this has been episode 83 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at DBEX with two S's 15 on Twitter. You can find Aaron at uh, Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up already. And this clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. Aaron. Yes. You just posted a little thing. I didn't post it yet. I'm going to post it tomorrow. By the time but, this comes out, yeah. it'll be out. By the t- oh, yeah. By the time this comes out, it won't even be tomorrow. But, yeah. Post the review for Star Wars. Yeet. It's an it's a interesting review. Because, like, I'm trying to be so vague to avoid spoilers. But also, like, everything I love about the movie is, like, tied to specific things. Yeah. That's that's exa- honestly the reason I didn't write a review. I'm like, I know why I love this movie, but my god, it's all in like the deep end. Like, cause up until like that like mi- midpoint of the movie, I'm like, okay, this is good. This is a Star War, and then stuff starts happening, and I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, all right, I'm here. Let's go. I think weirdly, I'm actually the reverse, where I like the first half a lot more than the second half. Oh, really? Well, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I guess so. I suppose. Ooh. Ooh. Debates, disagreements, Except for that opening conflict, fight. That excitement. Opening fight Tune in next is, week. Oh, that Tune in next week. It's sublimely good. Like, oh my god. I love space battles in Star Wars. It took us till right now, but that might be my favorite part of Star Wars now. So, that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, so if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Uh, Jacob, uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of my name. Jake, Jake Lace on Tumblr. on Tumblr. End of the year lists are coming still. We're not there yet. The war is starting soon between me and Aaron, so. Yeah. Check out my letterbox to watch me kick his teeth in this year, and it'll all be a good time. I'm out for blood this year, Aaron, and it's not going to end. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, 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 and what is it really called? SoundCloud. Thank you. You can find us there. And uh, iTunes. You can leave us a review if you like to hear the words that come out of our mouths and into your ears and you like to hear me say daddy. Because I'll keep saying that if people like it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think people I don't like it. I think people are on the freaked out by it. Well, that's why people are coming back. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can email us at rebootalreadyunderway at gmail.com. Uh, you know, send us questions. If you want, maybe we'll answer them on the podcast. Guys. Join us next week when we talk spoilers for The Last Jedi. And also, Merry Christmas. From me, Aaron, David, and of course... Merry Christmas. The Bible, man. There we go. Jeez. Okay. Happy New Year. Good night. We'll, we'll have one before New Year's, do you, so Do bye. you think they're going to make like a Bye Bye Man Christmas special, given the success of the, of the original film? I need to make that. Like let's start let's start a spec script right now and then like, we'll send it to them. You know what? Yeah. Let's let's do this. Me and me and you, we're gonna write the Bioman 2 Christmas. for Christmas.
special. Spider-Man we'll come up with a better title next week. Next week we'll have a title okay. for you guys. Yeah, we're we're gonna break this down <laughs> until we get a cease and desist. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone, and Merry Christmas.